Okay, people, so are you ready for a new episode of Echo Chamber? <laughs> well, as we do, people, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 4th to the 6th of November. Okay, so at number 10, it is Ollie Parker's Ticket to Paradise. He co-wrote the film with Daniel Pipsky, and it's starring George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Lucas Bravo, Maxine Buta, Vanessa Everett, Caitlin Diva, and a whole host of other talents. Okay, so at number nine is Barbarian. So this is written and directed by Zach Krieger. I hear it's very good. All right, starring Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, Georgina Campbell, Matthew Patrick Davis, Richard Brake, Kurt Bruhalla, James Butler, Sophie Sorsen. Uh, so at, mm, at number eight, right? So that was nine and ten. At number eight is Triangle of... Um, Triangle of Sadness. Ooh. Uh, so this is written and directed by Rupen Islund, um, starring Woody Harrelson, Dolly De Leon, Timalon Gittus, Alicia Erickson, um, Charles B. Dean, Harris Dickinson, Forbis Forward. Uh, so at number seven is Smile. So this is written and directed by Parker Finn. A lot of writing and directing going down this week. Jesse T. Usher, Sosie Bacon, Kyle Garner, Carl Penn, Caitlin Stacy, Judy Rez, Rob Morgan, a whole host of others. At number six, it's Pray for the Devil. This is a new one from Daniel Stam, um, written by Robert Zappis, Todd R. Jones, um, and Earl Ricky Jones, starring Virginia Madsen, Jacqueline Byers, Colin Salmon, uh, Nicholas Ralph, Ben Cross, Christian. Navarro and Tom Forbes. So we're entering our top five. And at number five this week, people, it is Red, a one piece film. This is from Gord Tanjuki, and it is based on the manga of Elikiro Oda, written by Tosimo Kawawa. And Brooklyn L. Omar. We've got a voice cast of Amelie, Daniel Bauer, Lucy Christian, Colleen Klinkerbeard, Jim Boronda, Hik Hiraki Hirata, Shawawa Ikadia. Uh, so at number four, yeah, I butchered those names. My, look, my pronunciation is terrible, people. It's no offense. So at number four is the film adaptation of Kazawa Ishawawa's Living. 
Okay, so this is written by Akira Kurosawa. Um, we got Oliver Hermanus on direction, and it's starring Bill Nye, Amy Lou Wood, Alex Sharp, Adrian Rawlings, Herbert Burton, Oliver Chris, Michael Cochran, and at Varman. Uh, so at number three this week, people, it's the Banshee of Insheeran. Right, so this is written and directed by Martin McDonnell, starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Kerry Condon, uh, Barry Kehoe, Pat Short, Gary Linden, Daniel Percy, Sheila Fitton, John Kenny, and Bridney Nietzscheton. At number two is Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So, Will Speck, Josh Golden, and it is written by Will Davis, based on the Brendan Wapper comics. We got Constant Wu, Javier Barden, Scoot McNeary, Brett Gilman, Sean Mendes, Winslow Fogley, all adding their voices to the piece. And at number one, again, it is Black Adam. So this is from Jamu Coletsera with Shurab Noshavani, Rory Haynes, and Adam Shkitko on script. Dwayne Johnson, Viola Davis, Sarah Sashi, um, Pierce Bronson, Adias Hodge, Noah Centino, Adela Halavevi, Josh Gatt, and many more. So that's the top 10 people. We got four films for you this week. So I think it's about time we jump into that, shall we? Let's go. Okay, people. So we're going to start things off with a comic book adaptation. It is Morbius. Okay, so I finally, finally, people, got round to checking out Morbius. It was on Now TV, so I was like, yo, yeah, I, I, I should give this a look, right? It is directed by Daniel Espinosa, written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. Um... The film is produced by Avid Arad, Lucas Foster, um, and Matt Tolamash. It is executive produced by Jared Leto, Emma Ludbrook, and Louise Rosner. Associate produced by Pietro Cecilia. And Benny Hardiman. And co-produced by Barry St. John. Music was from John Ekstrand. Oliver Wood handled the cinematography. It is edited by um, Pietro Scarsilia. 
as well. Nina Gold did the casting. Production design is Stefanina Silla. Um, art direction and everything was uh, Victor Capocchia, Nigel Evans, James Lewis, Jason Perini, Aja K. Rowley, and Remo Tozzi. Set decoration is Tina Jones and Madeline Fereza. Uh, Cindy Evans handled the costume design. Um, yeah, and our cast. Let's get to uh, yeah. Let's get to that, shall we? Well. In our main role, people, we have got Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius. Uh, Matt Smith is his friend and um, fellow sickie, <laughs> uh, Milo, right? Um, yeah, doesn't. I don't really believe we got a surname. Um, Adria Ajono is Martin Bancroft, who is um, a colleague, friend, love interest of Michael Morbius. Uh, Dr. Emil Nicholas, played by Jared Harris, is... Morbius's mentor, and he is Milo's doctor. Um, Tyrese Gibson is Agent Simon Strood, and Al Magrigal is Agent Rodriguez. Um, we've got uh, Charlie Shutwell as a young Morbius, and Joseph. Eason as a young Milo. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the main cast, essentially. Right? Uh, Joanna Burnett plays Kristen Sutton, a nurse. Um, who, yeah, I mean, she's plays a part, let's say. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that's probably, as I said, uh, the the main cast. And the story is this. Dangerously ill with a red blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his same fate, Dr. Michael Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. What at first appears to be a radical success soon reveals itself to be a remedy potentially worse than the disease. Dum 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 dum. So, <sighs> I mean, this film, it's boy. I didn't necessarily vibe with it, but I kind of feel it. It felt to me like Venom, like the original Venom. I haven't seen the second one. Um, 
but it, it, it felt like that, right? A little bit all over the place. Um, we had some good, like, and like Venom, right? Had some good special effects, you know? Some of the effects, not so good. Like the flying... Mm, not the best. And not really explained either, right? Then, like, the jumping. Because they just made it, like, this blur. So it was kind of like, eh, we're just watching blur, you know? Which was all a bit, I don't know, just didn't, didn't do anything for me. But seeing so how some of the powers, like the effects, to, to you know, to generate, um, like the the echo location, and that wasn't too bad. That was pretty decent, you know. And just the the face transformations and stuff like that, it was it was decent. Right, it was handled well. Uh, but yeah, the story. Story's mad predictable. It's so like you know exactly, exactly what's gonna happen. But there's all of these bits that just make no sense. Make no sense. Right? There's a bit at the very beginning in a flashback when Milo's a kid and you know, Morbius has sent him a letter. Right? And the letter goes out the window. Now, the, these kids are kind of basically bedridden they can't move that well but we have him uh like get down to the stairs and get outside and you're just like firstly the time he probably would get it take him to get outside those kids would have been gone secondly how the fuck is he getting outside like he can can't move faster than a tortoise so how the fuck is he getting outside with no one being like yo where are you going son you know, it, it was just so many stupid things like that. There was a bit where Morbius has used his powers, shot up some stairs, right? Shot up some stairs. And then Tyrese's character, the police dude, he's basically on the roof just a few seconds later. And it's just like, how the fuck... Would he get up the roof that quickly? There was no lift, right? There was no... So he would have had to run up the stairs. He's not getting up those stairs that quickly. It was just like, wait, what are we doing here? So there's so many goofy things in there. And that's just not, like, just a script. Just a script and some of these... Some of these things that we have characters do which you you kind of scratch your head right it opens up so it opens up with this bit and then we kind of go back in time right so they're in i think it's costa rica and they're at this cave like this you know helicopters drop mobius down he's at a cave there's all bats in there we see him slice his wrist hold his hand up to attract the bats, which, I mean, you wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, and also, 
you could have just pricked your finger with a, a needle. Like you don't have to slice your your palm with a knife, right? That's gonna just take forever to heal because you're always opening, closing your you you're moving your hand so much. It was just like out of all the places. Why would you do there? And as I said, if you really just prick your finger, but could have brought a vial of blood, he could have, there's so many other things, but it just the scene made no sense, right? Because then he gets back and he's like, right, I'm going to take the, I, you know, I brought some bats home with me and I'm going to do this to get this and blah, 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 blah. So just that whole bit, pointless it was it just made no sense because you could have been like oh is this how he's getting his powers no that's not how he got his powers so just the scene itself i don't know what the fuck that was meant to be right it was ludicrous it was stupid it was so dumb so dumb but that is this film right there's a lot of things going on and a lot of those things have no real relevance to anything, right? It's just, there's a lot of shit that makes no sense, right? So we have him get these powers and the whole thing that had to be done, right? He had to get strapped down to a chair, you know, someone put all of these things on him and, uh, you know, inject this, this serum into himself, which... I mean, listen, we see him do a test on a rat, right? But that was it. Then there was no kind of monitoring the rat to see, is it okay? What are the results? Blah, blah, blah. It was then straight, all right, now me. And it's just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, you could, you could maybe... Right, you could maybe think, well, he's ill and he he wants to get the cure. But right, Bancroft, she's you know, in the film, she's like, Oh, are you sure you want to do it? Like, blah 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 blah. And not once is she like, shouldn't we check the results? Should we not um try this? Like, there's nothing, it's nothing, right? So we we have all of that now later in the film. When Milo turns up at the prison, because firstly, after their last interaction, it would be, why would Milo come, you know? But the other thing being, because, yes, Milo has used a serum, which, you know, it's not really, a, it's no spoiler. But this is this is the crazy thing, right? So... When Morbius did it, there was all these all these things had to be done. Now, none of the nurses, researchers, are help would have definitely they're not helping Milo. So, how the fuck did Milo do it? Right? How did he know what was serum and what was you know random bullshit? Like it, 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 these are the things. It's like how did he know where to inject himself? How to inject himself? So many questions, right? That just made that whole bit made no sense. 
made no sense. Also, right, we 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 see um, Morbius have to, do, you know, he, he it took a li- a minute to kind of get, to, you know, how to use his powers. So it's just like how how did Milo learn how to use the powers? And it seemed to know more about the powers than Morbius knew, right? It was just like, how would that work, right? How would that be a thing, right? It, it was just goofy. It, it was so good. Like, it just didn't make any sense, right? There's a bit when the FBI are trailing Bancroft. And firstly, she knows they're following her. And then she loses them. And you're just like... It's not like everyone has training on, on how to lose a tech. Like, I, you know, it shouldn't be that easy to lose a tail, right? It, it, it's always made that the, the police are so dumb. And it's just like, you know, yeah, I'm not saying they're all rocket scientists, but are we really saying, you know, Every time you can do this, like, it's, it's just some stupidness, right? It just didn't make any sense. The whole relationship between Morbius and the bats, right? Because if they both took this serum, they both have a relationship with the bat, surely, right? It, it, it's just, there's these things that could have been better clarified, Right, given an, a reasoning for, well, it's because he was the first, maybe, and so the bats are, and, you know, just something. There's something. Otherwise, it's just like, this is some random ass shit. Like, what are, what are we doing here? You know, and here's the thing. <sighs> Look, you want to get big-time actors to be in these roles. It's all golden, man. It's all golden. We get that. Right, it helps with uh, you know trying to get eyes on the film and all of that kind of jazz. But if you want us to believe something, make them go for a transformation because, like, <laughs> to say you know Leo and Smith are ill. Right at the start, they're supposedly really ill and dying. Didn't really look like they were ill and dying. Right? They they made their skin slightly whitish. Right? That was kind of it. That was kind of it. Like no legions, no right. If you want to think ill, I mean, there's fucking um uh, I forget Homie's name, you know, Christian Bale, right? Christian Bale in the, the mechanic, the, the machinist, right? That was some ill shit. He looked fucked up. And Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club, right? Even Tom Hanks in Philadelphia looked iller than, than, than Smith and Leo, right? It's just make them look ill. You know what I mean? Make them look ill. Because you you have the bit in the film where they, you know, become better. So it's just like, you know, if you really want to be, oh, yes, we we need to have them look a certain way to go. You'll have that later. But at the beginning, at least make them look ill. 
just yeah there's, there's just so many stupid frustrating parts of this film um the there's two cutscenes at the end right in the credits all of that jam right just i mean the first one ugh. the last one it seems that we're gonna get a sinister six right which you kind of see with you know with the films that are getting made right because they what they're gonna do a craven the hunter so you can imagine he would join um i don't think madam webb would be but i mean there's there's other ones right there's the uh luchador one with bad bunny isn't it i think um so yeah if it, it feels like they're building a sinister six and a certain character is there um nick fury right remember at the end of like iron man and you know there was these films and fury would show up and be like hey i'm putting together a team right so we we got something like that happen but it was just I don't know, man. It, it didn't carry the same punch. It didn't carry the same punch. Because you'd also kind of think, why would Morbius do that? Right? Why would Morbius do that? It, it was just like, yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. He's got the, with all of these powers, supposedly he's got. The fact that he wouldn't know this one thing that happens at the end you kind of have to scratch your head at, right? Because it's just like, wait, 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 hold on. How would he not know? And the other thing with it as well, if everyone would think this person is dead, right, surely the body would be in a morgue, right? Not where the, not obviously where the body is when we see it. So, yeah, there's, this film is kind of goofy, man. It's kind of goofy. But as I said, I think if you enjoyed Venom, this will work for you. I hated Venom. <laughs> I hated Venom, man. It was so shit. That's why I haven't watched Venom 2 yet. And I don't think I will. But uh, yeah, Morbius. Mm, I don't know, man. I do not know. But yeah, if Venom, that's that's the kind of barometer, I think. So yeah, if you jammed with Venom, you'll probably like this. But if you hated Venom, I don't know if you'll like Morbius. But yeah, just my thoughts, baby. Just my thoughts. Okay, next up, people, is a creepy drug film called Synchronic. Okay, so I checked out this film, which I thought was new. Not really new. It it's just was new to Netflix. Okay, so it was um, Synchronic, right? Um... It's directed by uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Benson also wrote the piece. 
The film is then produced by Benson. Um, Moorhead, David Lawson Jr., Michael Mendelssohn. Um, it's executive produced by Nate Bolotin. Uh, we've got Natalie Perota, Nick Spicer, and Aram Tetzakzukin. It is co-produced by Robert Plaff and Frederick Plaff, along with Leo Niam and Thomas R. Burke, an associate produced by Lauren Craig. Music is handled by Jimmy LaVale. Moorhead also handles the cinematography. Um, Benson and Moorhead, along with Michael Felker, edit the film. Casting is from Mark Bennett. Uh, Ariel Vida handles production design. Katie Simon, art direction. Set decoration is Abigail Sanford. Costume design is Laura Christina Ortiz. Uh, our cast, well, we have got Anthony Mackie, which was one of the reasons I decided to watch this film. He plays Steve. Jamie Doran plays Dennis, his partner, his paramedic partner. Dennis is married to Tara, played by Katie Hazelton, and they have a daughter, Brianna, played by Ali Ionadise. Uh, we've got Ramirez Monsef as Dr. Kamani. Um, Betsy Holt plays Lee. Shane Brady plays Travis. Uh, there is... Sam Malone plays a doctor who doesn't necessarily give bad news in the best of ways. <laughs> I, I, I definitely thought that. I was like, yo, okay. I mean, you could have dropped that a bit nicer. Um, <laughs> uh, do -do -do oh, their driver, Tom, is played by Jay Lamb. Uh, we've also got Officer Beaumont, played by Matthew Underwood, and Officer Jacobs, played by Carl Palmer. Both are kind of arseholes, gotta say, right? Kate Adia plays a crackhead. Um, Martin Bates Bradford is an, another police officer who's real in, he knows he's snakes. He does know his snakes. Uh, Rhonda Johnson-Dents is a nurse, Nurse Hall. Um, Sophie Howe works in the weed shop. Natasha Tina Liu plays Christina. Um, Jean-Pierre Virtus is the skeleton man. Walter Babington is the Concitador. Uh, Lawrence Turner is Joe. 
yeah, I mean, they're the, probably our main people, I would say. And the gist of the film is this, right? So, two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths, bleh, horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre, otherworldly effects called Synchronic. So, um, yeah, supposedly this film is set in the same universe of Resolution and The Endless. So if you enjoyed those films, right, you might be gravitated to check this out. So we start off with these people on this, oh, not very good trip. Not very good trip at all, right? Which then makes you think, oh, man, this film... How crazy is it going to get? Now, from there, we get into Stephen Dennis, right? They've been best friends, you know what I mean? I think Steve is Dennis's godfather. Well, not obviously not Dennis's godfather. He's Brianna's godfather. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're very connected. And... You know, it's just their lives. Steve is kind of just hooking up with endless women. Dennis's marriage seems to be going through something which only really kind of comes to light towards the end, which is one of the big things with this. Like, th there's a lot of interesting potential threads, but it didn't feel like there was necessarily the room for these things to breathe, right? I, I just kind of felt like some of these storylines needed a bit more, you know? Like the trauma that Steve is going through, because we keep and see him having these certain flashbacks, which only, only get mentioned at the very end in another flashback from another character, right? So it's just like there, there seemed this rich soil that just wasn't necessarily cultivated, which did seem a shame. But the idea of the film does seem very interesting, right? The thing these drugs do. But we, we just see, like, we see a discovery, but then... Like, the actions, you're kind of like, right, but you kind of know that it would do this thing, so why would you then do this thing, right? There's shit that just didn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. Also, right, as I said, these dudes are in New, New Orleans, right? Crocodiles or alligators, whichever one it is, I always forget. There is a difference. <laughs> like snakes, water moccasins, just all of these nastiness you, you might find in the rivers. You know what I mean? So at one point, we got Steve in a river, and he's just wandering around. Being like, hum, hum, hum. And it's just like, yo, move, son. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know? And, and then you've got, well, there's this other stuff. Right? Other stuff with racists and all manner of things, which you kind of be like, 
what why are you putting yourself like there's a you know when people are speaking a different language and coming towards you but doesn't necessarily you're, you're unsure what the reaction you don't wait for them to surround you right there's a lot of baffling things happening which are just like what you know now maybe there's a reason but i i just don't think we get it here right i think with more time we may have got to some of these points a bit better in the end right you know it's gonna end in this way but the rationale like why you just think mm, i kind of feel that there was a there was another way right they were like i kind of feel there was another way i don't really feel there was a need you know what i mean I, and again i think with more time it may have been out to flow a little bit more right but for me it just didn't quite work didn't quite work but listen if you like their other films you know like i said the endless and uh the um the the, the reckoning right so if you enjoyed those, then I think their style of storytelling may make more sense to you. You might be like, okay, no, no, I get that. Or just if it's connected in the same universe, there may be things that you'd be like, oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. So, you know, Synchrononic, it's on Netflix now, right? I think it, the sort of weird thing is, I think it, it dropped on Netflix in the States, last year, you know what I mean, like, yeah, for some weird reason, it just took forever to come here, um, but yeah, you know, it's not the worst film I've seen, but I, yeah, I just think interesting ideas, not fully, not fully recognized, I think, but it's just me, people, it's just me, hey, this might sound like a great thing for you, so, you know, as I said, look, it's on Netflix, it's on Prime. Yeah, go check it out if you feel it, right? Synchrononic, baby. Now, people, it's a new Netflix joint and Lindsay Lohan's return to acting. Um, yeah, if you were wondering if it was any good... I take a look at Falling for Christmas. Okay, people. So, I, uh, yeah, I decided to oh, check out the, that new Lindsay Lohan film on Netflix. Was it probably the wisest thing to do? Maybe not. But, you know, sometimes you have to just see, right? You have to see. It is directed by Janine Damian. Um, it is written by Jeff Bonnet and Ron Oliver. And um, the film is produced by Brad Crevoy. Michael Damian. Uh, it's executive produced by David M. Wolf, Jimmy Townsend, Amanda Phillips, 
Lindsay Lohan, uh, Janine Daman, Brian Bourdon, and Steve Berman. It is uh, co-produced by Jake Relic and Eric Jarbeau. Music is handled by Nathan Lanier. Graham Robbins handles cinematography. Christy Schimek edits the film. Casting was from Jeff Johnson, Helen Gear, and Kendra Shea Clark. Connor Jensen handles production design. Jason Has is set decoration. Emerson Alvarez is costume design. Uh, Julia Vina, Molly Monan Sanders, Ariel Parker, Shalise Lopez, Jayada Hodges, Heather Everett, Megan Dana, Jory Kuntz, and Felicia Acosta handle hair and makeup. And the film stars Lindsay Lohan as Sierra Belmont. Um, we have then got do, 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 do. Uh, hmm. Okay, okay. I do not recognize her dad. Uh, oh, Jack Wagner plays her father. Birgard? Bowman? Birgard? Um, maybe. Um, George Young plays Tad Fairchild. Her boyfriend. Um, Chord Overstreet is Jake Russell. Uh, we have got um, Alejandro Flores, who plays Alejandra Carlisle. Um, and Olivia Perez plays Jake's daughter, Avery, Avi, Avi, however you pronounce it. Uh, we've got Sean Dillingham as Ralph, um, Elena Lohan as Bianca, Kate Rasheski as Heather. Oscar Rudenko as Darius. Uh, Lonzo Liggins is Mayor Anad. Antonio Di Charity is Sheriff Borden. Uh, Omar Wilder is the security officer. Blythe Howard is Dr. Leila Monroe. Iris Chadwell, Caldwell, even as Jennifer. Arthur Anderson plays the waiter. Alan Grobes is the D. 
deputy um, sheriff. Cat Hammonds is Louise. Sila Agaval is Howard. Robert Daniels is Curtis. Anthony Storinsky is Bodie. Camilla Sommers is Skylar. And Chase Ramsey is Terry Carver. So we do see Jake's wife and Evie's mum. Uh, she, like in flashback, she's played by Jenica Anusa. But yeah, I think that's probably uh, it, right? And um, the gist of the film is this. In the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress experiences a skiing accident. After being diagnosed with amnesia, she finds herself in the care of the handsome lodge owner, and his daughter. So, yes, there, there you go, people. Now, this is basically, right, it's an updated version of Overboard, which I do think they did actually just, they remade Overboard, right? I think a few years back. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's, they've taken that kind of notion to make this film. And, I mean, boy, right now, I'm sure there's a load of people that are going to love it, going to find it fun and enjoyable, right? I, I didn't, I didn't. Now, like the, well, hmm, I was going to say the notion of the film is okay, it, but it's a bit creepy. Right, it's a bit, and it's like you know, if you remember Overboard, right? She Goldie Hawn loses a memory, and is it Jack Russell, Kurt Russell, Jack Russell, Kurt Russell? I think it was Kurt Russell, right? Then gets her to look after him and his kid, and I think he sleeps with her, which is just super like it's kind of weird, it's kind of creepy, you know what I mean. And, like, so that whole note, because, look, if someone loses their memory, you know, there, there's things you would do. And, I mean, in the 80s, making a film like Overboard, fine, right? Because no one, like, well, I mean, medical people should know. <laughs> but the general public didn't really have any clue about any of that kind of shit. I mean, over the years, like... We, we've become more educated on this stuff and things that you would do, right? Uh, and I think the notion of acceptability <laughs> is like, don't lips up a chick if she's like super drunk or she doesn't know who the fuck she is, right? Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's just like, you could still make this film, but just approach it differently right and, and like my issue is just everyone everyone's like so dumb you know what I mean like everyone's just a caricature 
right? Tad. It's like a social media influencer. Like, doing what? Who the fuck knows? Right? There's nothing is very clear. It's just supposed to. That's what they do, though. Right? They make a film like, oh, we want to make it, you know, in touch with today. Oh, someone can be a social media influencer. And that, that's it. That, that, that's the backstory. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, you post on social media. Right? I mean, you've got to give it more than that. Right? you got to give it more than that, people. And that's the thing. It's, it's just all base level. Right? It's just, there was no chemistry between anyone. Right? Any, I mean, I, I will say, um, Avi and her grandmother, there was chemistry there. No one else. Right? You never believed that um, Sierra and Tad were a thing. Right? You never believed that. And then you don't believe her and Jake have anything between them. And so she's lost her memory, doesn't know who she is, and doesn't know certain stuff. But then you have her like, oh, going to sleep the same way how she always goes to sleep. Right? It's very subjective what we're saying she remembers and she doesn't remember. You know what I mean? And it, it, you, they do dumb things, right? Dumb things which, again, you could get away with in the 80s. Now, I think it just plays dumb, right? It just plays stupid. Just like you're just really not trying. You're phoning it in. Like, well, we have her trying to make breakfast, and it's just like, oh, how much oil should I use? And she just pours in a ton. Doesn't know how to break eggs. Just basic shit, right? Basic shit. Doing the laundry. Like, goes crazy with the detergent. And here's the thing. Like, with what then happens, it's just like, no, 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 no. You might forget your memory. But you've got your eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they don't, we're not told she's got bad eyesight or anything like that. Right? So it's surely when you're doing this shit, you're like, well, I put the bottle there. Right? Yeah, it's just simple things like that. But you know exactly what's going to happen. Right? It'd be like, oh, we're going to have her do the laundry. Okay. So something's going to go wrong and bubbles are going to be everywhere. Oh, look, she's going to get wood. Oh, we're going to have a where she slips over, right? Everything is so telegraphed. But the big thing, the big thing, right? You're, you're supposedly saying that she falls in love with Jake, right? That's what we're saying. But we do not see any scenes where they're sitting around having long conversations, right? And it's just like, oh, over the time, I think I've fallen for you. But you're like, how? You, you, we don't see you talking to each other, right? We don't see anything. You can be like, man, I'd really like to get to know you more, right? But it's just like, 
I think I'm falling in love with a shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. This is embarrassing. It's embarrassing like that to say this is my writing credit. Because it's just so oh, it's like a painting by numbers, right? It's a painting by numbers, which is mad basic, right? But still, you fuck that up. <laughs> that's that's what this story is. This is so fucking simple and basic. But still, it's just like, what are we doing? And if someone's falling off a mountain, how these motherfuckers fall off a mountain, you're breaking something, right? You're breaking something. Now, we, we have so much evidence of people dying in skiing accidents. You know, Liam Neeson's wife, was it Miranda Richardson, I think, right? I believe that was her name. Um, yeah, she had a ski, hit her head, died, right? The, um, didn't Sonny Bono, Sonny, 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 Sonny Bono, I believe he died in a skiing accident, right? Um, Michael Schumacher, in a skiing accident. It's dangerous. People have mad accidents skiing, right? And if you're going down back, well, firstly, you're going down backwards, but then suddenly you're facing the right way. Mm, doesn't seem right. But yeah, someone should have broken something. The way these motherfuckers are meant to have fought, someone should have broken something, right? Just... And no one ever has anything out of place. No stubble, nothing. Nothing. People wake up with makeup on. It's just that lazy-ass storytelling. Lazy-ass story. That's all this is, right? It's saying that the audience is so dumb this is all we're giving them. That's what this type of thing feels like. You know what I mean? Now, listen, if you enjoyed Holiday and stuff like that, then I'm sure you will like it. And you know what? It's cool. You can like it. I don't. This isn't for me, right? It's not for me. I understand that, right? I watch it just because you never know, right? Because... I really enjoyed A New York Christmas Wedding. I thought that was a really nice film. And you you want to find more films like that. You know what I mean? And it just seems not all Christmas films are made equal. <laughs> that's what it seems like, people. That's what it seems like. But that's fine. That's fine. You know? As I said, look, if you liked Overboard, if you liked the the remake they did, if you like Holiday, you know what I mean? Those sorts of films, then Falling for Christmas. Yeah, that's going to be your jam. That's going to be your jam. It's on Netflix, people. Go have fun. Okay, people, so we bring things home this week with the new psychological horror-y type of thing. It is called Shadows. 
Okay, so just checked out the new indie flick Shadows, and <laughs> oh, I was definitely surprised by this one. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, Justin hit me up, and I gave it a look. It's directed by Carlo Lavagna. Um, written by Daminio Bru, Fabio Mulo, Vanessa Piccarelli, and Tiziana Triana. The film is produced by, uh, we've got Andrea Paris and uh, Matteo Rivera. It is executive produced by Jane Doolan uh, and Daniel Gentili. It is co-produced by Nathalie Bianchiri, Jesse Fisk, with line production from Catherine O'Flaterty, associate produced by Inez Vizjevic, um, Danielle Benny, and yeah, Daniel Benny um, supervises, and Fabio Molly also is a creative producer. Michelle Braga handles the music. James Maffa, cinematography. It's edited by David Vizzini. Uh, Amy Round handles the casting. Joe Fallover, production design. Louise Stanton, costume design. Hair and makeup, we have Louise Myler and Cara McAleer. So, um, yeah, that's all of those things. Our cast, very small cast, right? We've got um, Saskia Reeves as the mother, uh, Mia Tree Plinton is Alma, and Lola Petticrew is Alex. So, the gist of um yeah the gist of the flick right so alma and alex two adolescent sisters are supervising a cat are survivors yeah i was like supervising are survivors of a catastrophic event they live deep in the woods with their mother a strict overprotective woman who has sheltered them from ominous presences, the shadows, which live in the daylight and infest the world beyond the river, a boulder for Alma and Alex. When they follow Mother out for hunting, Alma and Alex start a series of events which will make them discover the truth about the shadows and their own reality. So, right now... I think going into this, right, and and getting that, you have an idea 
where this might go, right? You, you think, okay, maybe it's this, right? Or maybe it's that. And especially when you've watched things like um, The Greenhouse, which was a great film, I think it was a couple of years ago. I think it was uh, in the 2021 BFI Flare Festival. I believe that, or maybe it was 2020. I think it was 2021. But yeah, we, you know, we've seen that. There's other, you know, post-apocalyptic, um, catastrophic films, you know, people living remotely, right? So a lot of these kind of go a similar route, right? So you, you have that kind of notion, but you're like, how are they going to do it? Right, what what's gonna be the gist? What's gonna be the the tie? You know what I mean? How are they gonna bring all of this together? I will say <laughs> this, nah. <laughs> this this definitely isn't what you expect. And when like the reveal, oh, like because something is said towards the end, and it seems to be thrown away like a throwaway statement that might not get looked into anymore. But then, like, this other stuff comes out. And then the tr full truth. And you're like, oh, fuck. That's gully, man. That <laughs> oh, shit. I really enjoyed this because it's like, it makes sense, right? You've got this overbearing mother, right? Trying to, like, saying, I'm protecting you and looking after you and we're doing this and there's these strict rules, right? And at the beginning, like, it, it just seems like, well, these are the rules so we can survive and be cool and everything like that. As the film goes on, these rules get, like, even more crazy, and the girls are curious, obviously, they're curious, right? And some of the things that are getting said, you're like, well, what's happening? What's the, why would you do that? There's at one point, and they find a, uh, I don't know really if it's like a, a, a porno, right? Or if it was just a magazine about you know, sex or erotica or something, but they find this magazine and then they're talking, right? And they're like, um, oh, do you ever think about boys and stuff like that? And so it's just like, okay. So the mum has told them about procreation. Wait, procreation? That's the word, isn't it? Pro procreation? Hmm. Sex, right? Yeah, I may have got that word wrong. I don't know. I mean, it's not really a word you use all the time, is it? Um, but yeah, you, you think the, the mums talk to them about birds and bees and all of that thing, which kind of odd, right? Because it's just like if the if if there's no one else around. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Being like, oh yeah, and you could, there's this wonderful thing, <laughs> like, and you do with someone else and blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, cool. And then, but, but you won't be able to do it because there's no, <laughs> there's no one else around. <laughs> like, that's some mean shit. <laughs> some real mean shit but you know what I mean they, they, then they start asking quite well they're not asking questions but they're talking to each other about it and you know what I mean but then the reaction to the magazine from the mum it's a little crazy it's a little crazy you're like oh why is she getting so bent out of shape man this is this is odd this is odd but yeah, the, the more the film goes on, as I said, look, the mum gets crazier and crazier. And these girls are very inquisitive and they're wondering, right? They still got hope that they, they could contact a survivor, you know? And it's, like, interesting from that level because, you know, it's a psychological minefield, right? And... How are they coping? You know what I mean? What's the mum doing to help, to support, to reinforce? You know what I mean? And it's like, you can think, okay, she wants to make him strong. But then there's the, the, the things that go down and you're just like, I don't know if there's a need for that. That just seems a real harsh, Right? So we got all of this happening, and it's just like, shit, man, what the fuck is going on here? Which makes it fascinating, because we're seeing this, like, personal, like, evolution of these girls. And then, you know, how the mum's countering it and interacting with it all. And then it all really, really <laughs> goes crazy. Which, fantastic, because I like an intimate kind of uh, human piece, right, that delves into just the way we look at the world and lives and ourselves and just all of this kind of jazz. But then when you spice it up with a little something else, ooh, yeah, that's the flavor, man. That's a flavor because like a little slice of life film is cool. But then, yeah, you just throw in these twists that really juice it up and shadows gets real juicy. Now, look, there's three cast members, right? So this film is resting heavily on these and they do a superb job that the mum like the way she flips in and out, oh, of angry, then caring, possessive, just like, oh man, she really kills it. And then the two girls do a fantastic job, right? Because they've got to show fear, they've got to show, you know, love for each other, they've got to show, you know, the that independent just all of these different things and it's all there it is all there this is a really good film people if you get the opportunity definitely go check this one out right it's available on all your favorite um vod forgot what the fucking word was right 
available on all of those. Definitely, you know, this is a great, it's an indie film that doesn't really feel like an indie film. You know, really good production, great camera angles, lighting. The atmosphere is just rife. This is a great film, people. So I definitely feel you need to go and get a little shadows up in your life. And especially because, oh, the way this ends, oh, you are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, for real, people. For real. Go check it out. Okay, people, so we're just about to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, let's take a look at a little bit of film news. Okay, so Netflix have a new uh, action comedy coming called Seesaw Monster, which will be um, an adaptation of Kotoro Izaki's book of the same name you might recognize the name because um izaki also wrote bullet train which um seems to have been a big hit this year okay so this film is being written well co-written by olivia milch right um no director attached so far, but it will be starring Anne Hathaway and um, Selma Hayek, who will also be producing along with Akiva Golds Goldsman, Gregory Lesmans, um, Raizuki Segura, and Yuma Tirada. Okay. Um... Yeah, no real word on what the script is, just that Hayek and Hathaway will be playing two rivals forced to work together. Um, so, yeah, that's all we know. Um, now, uh, yeah, there's a, a couple of big films that um, J.D. Dillard was attached to. But, unfortunately, if you were looking forward to those films, um, yeah, they're not happening. They are no longer happening. So, um, yeah, Dillard's been out doing press for Devotion, which is out shortly, right? A Korean war film. Um, but, yeah, he was attached to direct a Star Wars film, which Matt Owens was going to write. That's supposedly not happening anymore. And he was also attached to doing the Rocketeer sequel, but that's not happening either. So, yes, people, bad news for you. But... Here's a little bit of exciting news. So we know we're getting the John Wick spin-off called Ballerina, right? Which is starring Anna D. Amas, right? 
the story follows um, a young woman with a killer skills who uses them to get revenge when her family is killed by hitmen. Right? So, Diamas is playing the ballerina. I kind of feel it's set around... Um, you remember, like in the John Wick films, we have... Um, I forget. Is it Maria Bada, um, Belushi? Right? I feel I pronounced that wrong. But she's got that... The, the Russian woman, she's got the school, and she helped Wick escape. Right? She's helped him escape twice. Remember that? And there's all the ballerinas. It might be based around that. Who knows? But I'm down for it. You know what I mean? And, right, that was filming has just got underway. And we now know that also being in the film is going to be Winston, right? Played by Ian McShane. So that's going to be uh, interesting. And people, well, I mean, Winston kind of makes sense because if her family was killed by hitmen, he kind of controls the hitmen to an extent, right? So, yeah, we can see how that might play in. But also, old Johnny Wick himself, Keanu Reeves, will also be in the film. So um, it'll be interesting be interesting to see how this all plays out but i am definitely down for it people and let's end with this right seems sean levy is being very busy of late you know having um free guy last year which was a huge success he's just been announced as the director of the deadpool 3 with um, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, right? Um, and he's got some TV stuff and just all, all manner of things, right? Stranger Things, right? Well, he has also now been announced to be directing a Star Wars film. Yes, that is correct. No word on the script or the writers or any of that jazz. But yeah, when one Star Wars film disappears, another one steps in its place. So there you go, people. That's it. We are a wrap. Enjoy your film watching. Peace.